George Michalowski with Pittsburgh Sports Now. And I'm Jamarius Burton. Welcome to the Just Buckets Podcast. Hey guys, Jamarius here. I want to thank the Scoring Factory for sponsoring the Just Buckets podcast. The Scoring Factory provides top-notch, detail-oriented training for basketball players of all ages in the Pittsburgh area. I go to P. Strobel at the Scoring Factory to fine-tune the details of my game by focusing on the individual skills that have gotten me to this level. Come get some at the Scoring Factory. Welcome back to the Just Buckets podcast. I am Jamarius Burton. I'm George Michalowski with Pittsburgh Sports Now. Pumped to get back in the Oaklander Hotel. We're back, man. Yeah, big shout out to the Oaklander. Thank you again for the nice setup and the hospitality. Today we have a special guest, Mr. Blake Henson, also known as Blake Hemson. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome on, man. I appreciate y'all having me. I've been waiting to get on here. (laughs) Sir, thanks for coming on. Appreciate that. So let's uh, jump right into it, man. You're from Florida, um, Daytona, right? Deltona, Deltona. in the middle, you know, close to Daytona, yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up in Florida and, you know, your upbringing a little bit. Man, Florida, Florida, just like y'all already know, I love football. And that was the that was the culture in Florida. You had to play, had to play, had to play football. So it was actually a miracle I'm sitting here right now playing basketball <laughs> at a high level. But um, that's all it was, man, just, just, just football for my, a lot of my young career. Then my dad was a basketball coach. He coached at um, FGCU before they was Dunk City. I don't even think it was D1 when he coached there. Um, University of San Francisco, James Madison. So, like, his love for basketball kind of rubbed off on me. And then here I am now. But it was just coming up in Florida, man, it was just straight football for the most part, honestly. You were in eighth grade. I've seen articles out there that you had offers from, what, Miami, I think, FSU, what was that recruitment process like that young in football? That was crazy. I remember my, I got my. Oh, this is not a. This is not a joke. I think I was in um, seventh or eighth grade. Eighth grade, I got an offer from Florida, and that was my dream school. Like, no doubt, I would have committed, but I was too young to even do something like that. It mm-hmm. was kind of just like an offer, and I went in the locker room and just just celebrated. Nobody was there. Um, at that point, yeah, I thought I was going to play football at that point. But um, clearly that shook out and played different the more the days went on. Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned your dad and, you know, how his love for basketball kind of rubbed off on you. Um, speak a little bit about that dynamic. You mentioned he coached a little bit in college and things like that. Did y'all sit down and watch basketball together? Or how did that work, you know, to really help you, you know, go from a football kid growing up to – you know, continuing to propel and love basketball? Uh, yeah, we sat down and watched football. My dad's favorite thing to say is, like, he always used to tell me, like, I, I should be playing football, but I love basketball instead. <laughs> like, every time we would sit down and watch sports, that would be his thing to say. So, um, but eventually, he loved, he loved basketball so much, he just couldn't help but teach us everything he knows about it and be passionate about it. And I think that's what really drew me to be so passionate about it. You know what I mean? I'm a competitor, so I love football too. But mm-hmm. as far as my passion and my competition, just meeting as one, it really, it really, um, it's basketball for me. So t- talk about the beginning of that basketball recruitment side of things. Like you obviously ended up going to Ole Miss out of high school, but plenty of D1s on you on the basketball side too. What was your recruitment process like on that end? 
It was cool. It was cool. It, no, no, nothing crazy. Um, a lot of people felt like I should have went back to high school. I left early. I left my junior year from Sunrise Christian. And fun fact about that, he was in Wich- we was in Wichita at the same time. His yeah. freshman year. Do you guys know each other? No, no, we, we had didn't. no idea. We didn't. We had no idea. He was in Wichita, and I was at Sunrise doing my last year of high school. We was in the same place. Um, a lot of people felt like I should have went back. Even one of my coaches felt like I should have went back, but. Me being so confident, I'm like, I'm ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I go, go to Ole Miss. That was cool. Everything was cool there. Um, I just decided to leave. I didn't feel like I, I needed to be there anymore. As simple as that. Um, then it moved on to Iowa State and everything like that. But the recruitment, my recruiting was cool. I think I had, coming out of there, it was Ole Miss, Missouri, and or Seton Hall. I ended up choosing Ole Miss. What was... Um some of the, you know, mental things that weighed into your decision when it came down to, you know, making a college decision that, you know, you would look back at and reflect on it and, you know, maybe steer a young kid in a different direction or give them the same advice that you took, you know, when you decided to leave Sunrise at, you know, at a sooner time that you could have and, you know, pursue D1 basketball. Yeah, I'm going to answer both of them questions. So as far as my thought process coming out of choosing a sport, mm-hmm. Um, for the dual athletes out there, man, you just got to choose one you love. You love and because practice is hard. It's yeah. like sports, college sports is hard. Professional sports is hard. So, like, you got to choose which one you love the most. And that's what that's what my process went into. Um, I just felt like I'm going to bring more energy and passion every single day to the court instead of the field. And yeah. that was as simple as the decision was. So, although I had a thousand more offers in football, I just felt like my passion is going to take me farther in basketball. So that's what I did there. And um, as far as making the decision coming out, if anybody's facing an early decision, honestly, looking back at that, mm-hmm. I do agree. Like, Because I'm so, you gotta, you gotta, you can be confident, but I was so confident it was to my detriment. I probably should have stayed another year of high school. Mm-hmm. I went first year, freshman year, had a one of the best freshman years in the SC and went to the tournament. Mm-hmm. But my growth, I could have been better. I could have been even better. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, when, you, when you're when you a confident guy, you got to kind of have to, like, self-check it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, probably should have went back, because if I did all that as a freshman in college, I would have been the best high school player in the nation. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. So, you know what I mean? But either way, it worked out, and I'm here now, so that's great. But, you know, when you look back and see that type of stuff, yeah. you, I, that's my first time ever putting it in perspective like that. And it's mm-hmm. just like... It's not arrogance. It's true. If you was willing to do that in college and had that much success, what you would have did in high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean. That's that would be my suggestion to younger kids. So, obviously, going to the transfer portal after going to Iowa State for a bit, you end up choosing Pitt. But in that time off, you know, we've talked to you in the past, the media, about what you did during those two seasons off. You talked a lot about pickup hoops that you played down in Florida. Talk about that experience a little bit. You know, you you've mentioned. The guys that you played with down there at the LA Fitness still text you, you know, during pit games. Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that the case? I talk, yeah, I'm still in the group chat. So this was a group <laughs> chat that we would get, you know, because you got some, you know, when you play pickup, mm-hmm. every you can't everybody can't play. So you gotta yeah. get a little group chat. You know, there's people probably at home right now, like what group chat? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's get a group chat. And those guys, they still text me, and you know when highlights and stuff come out, we win games. Mm-hmm. You know they're always supportive, so that's dope. That's dope that happened. The Just Buckets podcast is brought to you by the Oaklander Hotel. 
where relaxed luxury meets incomparable services. Located in the heart of Pittsburgh's Oakland neighborhood, they provide extraordinary service and an upscale experience you won't forget. Book the Oaklander Hotel, the best spot for your next stay. That's that's a lot of love, man. Um, speaking of pickup, a lot of people don't know this. Prior to the season here, you were playing pickup at the wreck at yep. uh, Trees Hall. Really? Um, you know, speak about that experience. You know, is that something that you do to help you get ready and fit for the season, or is that um, simply because you were off for two years, so you wanted to continue? to, you know, work on your condition and your live reps and, you know, pick up ball. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just like it's conditioning without realizing it because you're playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's a different art of basketball. It's still basketball, but it's a different art. Like, uh-huh. I'm a full-fledged point guard on pick up. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But, like, in college setting, I got to give it to a point guard. You feel right. what I'm saying? So it's different and it's fun. It's a different way of doing things. Uh-huh. It's, but it's, it still brings out the competitive in me, which I always do. I like competing. I like playing video games, pickup, mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever you want to do. We play rock, paper, scissors. I'm just, I like to compete. So that's uh-huh. just part of it. Yeah, you, you mentioned video games a little bit, playing pickup. What are else, what are some other things that you like to do off the court, you know, that, that pit fans wouldn't expect? Mm. Just, it's just really video games. That's all it is. I'm single, too. So, you know what I'm saying? I can date and we can date and stuff like that. That's pretty much it. What video games? What games are you playing? I'm 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 doing a lot of Warzone right now, a lot of Call of Duty. Um I like Crash Bandicoot. Uh-huh. I have been doing that since a little 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 kid. I still got the game. Um what is, I got Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I play that from time to time. Just because I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan though, I play that. And um, that's it. That's all I'm really doing. Uh, I want to go back a little bit to um, when you spent your two years off, right? Um, because a lot of people, you know, you get out of the swing of things. You know, you don't play competitive basketball at this level for a couple of years. They can fall off. Mm-hmm. What were some things that you did outside of playing pickup that might have helped you mentally, you know, get yourself pre- ready for the season? Because I anticipate there was some mental hurdles that you had to overcome, you know, to get ready for the season. Man, the best the best part about trying to get over those mental hurdles, and truthfully, honestly, I didn't have trouble with honestly I did it. And I think it was a mix between my confidence in myself. Cause mm-hmm. I was definitely out of loop. It's thirty pounds overweight, just just totally out of it. But like here, mm-hmm. nobody can stop me still. So like here and then my people, like the people I was around at home, like nobody looked at me as a failure. Like Yeah. And Speak I think about that's that. the biggest yeah, I think that's the most important part, man. And if like that's also another thing I wish if, if anybody hears is like if somebody's still trying and trying to make strides in their career, it's not time to look at that person as a failure if they're not in the NBA or in college. Or mm-hmm. do, because as long as they're working towards it every day and you can see it, then there's really something it's something there. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, my people never really looked at me like, oh, you need a job or like, I mean, I was working jobs, clearly, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like you need to stop pursuing the basketball thing. It's over. Like no one ever looked at me like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what kept my mind space really clear, like and made it feel still realistic. And you, you know, obviously when you were down there, you were working out still. You said you were a bit overweight, but you clearly stayed in shape to, to come in at Pitt and average second most points on the team right now. You know, you're putting up all ACC numbers. 
Like, what was in your mind your role going to be at Pitt once you decided to come here? What, like, what were you envisioning your career at Pitt to look like at that time? Whatever, whatever hard work take me. I mean, I would be lying if I said I knew I would be in this position right here, but I knew I was going to compete. Mm-hmm. regardless of what position I was going to be in. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be a hard out for anybody, regardless of what happened up into this season. So um, I could be the judge. I could be the worst four-man in the ACC, apparently, but I'm still going to compete. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to compete. It doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, I didn't. I can't really tell you what I've seen coming, mm-hmm. but I knew I was going to compete regardless right. with anybody. Um, have you always played the four? Because a lot of people, you know, they will look at your size and be like, okay, he's an undersized four, but is that all – like, is that the only position you played or is that something that, like, you've been able to do for us? Like, explain a little bit your role because you are a lethal shooter at that spot. And, you know, I just wanted to know if, you know, you always played that position. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. And, no, I started playing the four. My first time ever playing four was my first year in college. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever, ever really played the four. That's why, I mean, my my interior skills are still building up mm-hmm. because I've never really been inside there. I've never been much of a ball handler either. I've just been kind of like a shooter. I've been playing up my whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, at, with older kids, you kind of find your spot. You don't really mm-hmm. touch the ball unless you get it and shoot it. That's yeah. So <laughs> that's where that comes from. And, um, yeah. And then even, like, when it was at like, Sunrise, I played with a really good four-man, Malik Hall. He plays at Michigan State. So I played the three there. Mm-hmm. Um, high school was high school. I played yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I really started playing the four, like, my first year in college. So this would be my third season yeah. playing the four. And, um, yeah, I think it's finally coming. Like, I'm really used to it. And I really embrace it now. Yeah. I love it now. Like, if you don't put me in the form, I'm be mad. I'm going to be like, come on now. That's my spot. So, yeah. that's that, So, yeah, it's kind, it's kind of new. This is my third season doing it. That's not my, my answer to that one. What's it been like playing with this group this year at Pitt? You know, obviously, a whole new group. Like, you guys didn't know who each other were probably a year or two ago. But now you're all in the same locker room, the same team you know, competing for an ACC title. Like, what has that experience been like sharing the court with, you know, JB and the rest of your teammates? Man, it's been so lovely because we're bonded through winning. Like, and not the act of winning, but just trying to win. Like, you're not going to win everyone, clearly. But everybody shows they're here to win. And, like, you can see it. No one has to say it. No one no one comes in the locker room like, oh, I'm here to win. And it, you can see it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's here early. He's here ready to work. Stuff like that, and we're bonded through that, and nobody, and it's it's that's that's what makes it so fun, and we can work out the kinks of learning our game. We're still learning our games, yeah, and that's the that's the most exciting part about it. We are still learning each other's games. We're still learning the offense, yeah, and we're and we've had good success. So like, it's just we we, we want to work it out every day. Yeah, and to piggyback on what you said, I think that's another. Um, key thing is, you know, just seeing other guys in the gym, seeing other guys' willingness to sacrifice themselves for the team has been key for us. You know, like me seeing the twins every day shooting after practice, me seeing you, Nate, and Jorge, and, you know, however many other guys you got down there shooting with you, me seeing Nelly and Nike shooting prior to the game versus Louisville. I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me that Nike, you know, goes on a, a tear last game. Like, me seeing the work that everybody puts in, is what really, you know, um, motivates me and, you know, makes me so much happier to just see that genuine 
um, work and that genuine bond through the work and seeing it pay off through, you know, our success on the court. That's really where the bond come from. I tell people that too a lot. Like, because I get that question a lot. Like, how does mm-hmm. a new team do that? And it's just like everybody's on the same page as far as winning. Like, I, I, I'm going to make stupid plays. Everybody, like, my team knows that. And it, it, JB's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But when he makes that unperfect play, when I make that stupid play, everybody's on the, everybody knows he made that play because he was trying to win. It yeah. wasn't like he was trying to do anything stupid on purpose. He was trying to win. He just did something that was smart. And then and we have to trust that he's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the bond that I've seen. I've been on teams for two, three years, and no one has that trust. Mm-hmm. But we actually have that. So everything else is going to come come easy if we have that trust with each other. I, yeah. got, a, I got a question for you, JB. Okay. Um, you know, people talk about you and Nelly as kind of the team's outspoken leaders, mm-hmm. whether that's because, you know, it's your last season of college basketball or, you know, you're the guards leading the team, you know, running mm-hmm. the offense. But what is Blake's leadership style, and, mm-hmm. and how does he – kind of use his energy because it seems like he's always yeah. one of the more energetic guys on the on the court. How does he use that to turn it into leadership? Yeah, I would say that um Blake is a is a lead by example type of guy. You know, um he wants to win and he's laying it all out there on the floor for us. And I've seen him pull younger guys aside. I mean we've had team meetings where he shared his personal um journey and experiences that's helped our younger guys get better and understand you know, what it takes to compete at this level. And the energy that he provides for us is just contagious. I mean, the celebrations, I feed off of that. Our teammates feed off of that. The, you know, the him getting excited about making defensive plays. I mean, I can recall back to him making a big key stop for us against Syracuse. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave, he, he made a play and, and he provided that type of energy for us. And, you know, just numerous occasions like that, whether that's him knocking down big threes, getting big steals for us, shoot, even switching out on five men and being tough as a six six undersized guy, all of that um, goes into his leadership. And that's exactly, you know, what we look for um, while being on the floor with him and what we feed off of. Okay, so I want to parallel now to, to what's going on recently, the NBA trade deadline. I know you're a big NBA fan. I've, I've heard one take. Um, regarding one play, I don't know the exact take, but I heard you have a take about a certain player who was dealt at the deadline, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of his? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and not everyone in the locker room. But agrees. I would say a supporter. I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, real talk. I'm not going to say fan. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. if I see him, I'm coming at him. <laughs> but, like, I'm a supporter. I, I see greatness and I respect it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I got you. What do you think about. Kyrie joining Luca. Who's who's getting the ball? You know, last second, last second of the game. Who's getting the ball, Kyrie or Luca down there? Well, hopefully they don't care who gets it. But um, I'm clearly gonna put it in Luca's hand to begin with. I feel like, and then um, moving forward, I'm gonna get. I mean, you can't. The, the, the special thing about that is you can't double Luca anymore, right. which is gonna be so scary. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how you're gonna guard it. I don't know, but the Western got so stacked. There's a lot of offense you're gonna have to deal with nowadays. <laughs> so I don't know, but I think that should work for sure. And then as far as my boy Brody, I don't think he's gonna play for the Jazz. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody. I, hopefully he goes to the Clippers. I'm, cross my fingers he goes to the Clippers, which it's kind of looking like he's gonna go there. Mm-hmm. And you heard it here first. They're gonna win the finals. <laughs> <laughs> so what no, do you think? Me. What do you think he's gonna bring to that team then? 
a top three point guard in the league is gonna be playing next to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I you wish don't agree? I would. You don't agree, Jay? Clearly you don't agree. I mean, I mean it the didn't reason, work. The reason why I don't agree because I feel like they just had John Wall, a very similar downhill type of player. And I don't know, you know, what? what's the difference gonna be when the you difference add is John Russ. Wall is not a top three point guard in the NBA. And Russ is. In, indeed. It's Luca, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. I we don't have <laughs> I'm still I wish, I, I'm taking I wish Dame. I wasn't serious. I'm taking Dame, I'm taking Kyrie. You can take all that. I'm taking, I'm taking the Halliburton <laughs> from the stop. Pacers. Stop it. What you mean stop it? He leads the league in assists. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Well the next subject. <laughs> Right. Well, that's the beautiful thing. We're going to find out. You know, the trade deadline just happened, yeah. so we're going to find out. Yeah, we don't know where he's going to be at. He could be. Now if, he, now, if he don't go to the Clippers, then no championship, clearly. But if he goes to the Clippers, championship. You heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first on the, on the Just Buckets podcast. Yes, so, you did. Um, now you're a big football fan as well. Tom Brady retiring recently. I know you're a big Bucks fan. That's love. That's yeah. love. How love. was that whole situation with, with Brady coming out of Tampa the past few years? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I've never been such a proud Bucks fan, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. He's gone now. I do appreciate everything he did for us. Um, his last year, he just uh, – we got hurt up bad, honestly, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt bad for the dude. There was really nothing he could do. He's not mobile. Our line was kind of giving up. Our, our line played good. Shout out to the line, too. But the line <laughs> wasn't good enough to hold down a 50-year-old. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You got to be nearly perfect. And we weren't. And we lost. And that's fine. We still went to the playoffs like, due to our conference being absolutely terrible, our division. <laughs> but we went. And, you know, I'm a proud Bucks fan. Go Bucks. So uh, who do you have in the Super Bowl? Because your Bucks aren't there. But I, I heard you got sworn in. I got, yes. You didn't have to tell people that. But <laughs> now that it's out, I, I have been blessed into the Eagles family. <laughs> I have. I got blessed in, and I am. I'm. I'm. I've been a Jalen Hurts fan since they did a little switch rule thing and his college football championship. Mm-hmm. I felt like that Tua. was wrong. But even though Tua, I, I didn't. I didn't agree with that decision. And as he's had a different look in his eyes ever since. Ever that. since, yeah. So like, I'm really hyped about his opportunity here, and I want him to win it. But Patty is the baddest man walking on earth. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to say not no Patty. Okay, I respect that. Um, before we get off, I got another question. Um, have you done anything this year? Because I know you've been out for two years and stuff like that, but have you done anything personally that has shocked you? Because I can recall a few plays where I've seen you pull something off, and I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a bad man right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw do in Brooklyn. <laughs> now don't get me wrong. Oh, see, that's that's that if you ever want to know how I play and pick up, it was that. Okay. It okay. Was, that's so boom. So I got stuck with the ball at half court and the first thing I thought of was LA Fitness. And I'm like, <laughs> talk, pr- and I'm like, well, you know what I mean? So I and then I yeah. I don't do that often, I'm gonna be honest, but I do it at LA Fitness often, so I got to show it. If we, if we notice another ISO situation down the stretch here, we'll know what I'm thinking. I'll say, go to work, LA Fitness, LA, LA. We in LA Fitness Hit today. Hit with the trees hall. Hit <laughs> with the trees hall. So yeah, that, I think I think that's the only play to really just say like, 
yeah, I was that I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't uh-huh. really when I let it go, I didn't really think it was going in either, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a, I'm gonna give my personal um play that really surprised me. And again, it was an S Syracuse game. It was um I think you dunked on the five, man. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know if it was a cut or – I think it might have been a yeah, cut. Yeah, it was a cut. Then he got the rebound. Uh-huh. And then I cut. And I dunked that can, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to clip this one in. But that's the one that stands out to me. The, not the most, but, you know, one you that – You know Yeah, the one that, the one that, that really <laughs> surprised me. Like, sure. you knocking down some dagger threes, like, it doesn't surprise me anymore. Like – I have, you know, complete confidence. Even if I throw it to you at the half court line, that you'll pull it. <laughs> right. But you know, when you got up and you, and you caught you a body, caught you a little poster. Yeah. That's what surprised me the most. What man. are we gonna see from you? You got anything hidden uh, up the sleeve? You know, for me? Yeah. Um, sh- we just gonna have to see, man. A lot of my <laughs> moves, I don't even pre-deceive. Like I just go out there and play, and you know, I'm pretty sure you can attest to that. Some things you go out there and you there. play. And you you able to pull some things off in the midst of competition, man. For sure. Hey, what do you recommend on the menu? Before we get off, let's go through our Roots segment. Yeah, Field we got a shout-out to Roots, always sponsoring our show. Um, we got a Fueled by Roots segment. So, um, Blake, we, we want to know, we've been asking all our guys, you know, how do you prepare for a game, you know, on the game day itself? How are you getting ready to go for game action? All right, so I'm going to wake up, and I'm going I'm to drink about two bottles of water, two, mm-hmm. two, two bottles of water at the minimum. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to really get a lot of water in before pre-practice. So pre-practice come around, let's just say it's a morning game, so I'll come in, I won't eat much, probably a bowl of oatmeal. Practice, then after that, four bottles of water. So I'm still trying to get a lot of water. I'm not, I don't like to eat much before the games. Mm-hmm. So then that's when pre-game meal starts. I eat whatever they get, it's usually it's like pasta with some chicken or something. I try to use much of that because I know I need the carbs. So I, I eat bread there too. I eat like two bread sticks and some pasta because I know I need the carbs. And that's it for me. It's just water. I'll probably do like four more bottles of water. Mm-hmm. Definitely trying to be hydrated as possible. Mm-hmm. And then it's showtime. It's showtime. Um, some beet juice before the game, which they give us. And that's pretty much it. That's how I feel up. What about um, music wise? Is there anybody that you put in the headphones to really get you going? Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, after shoot around, I gotta calm down. Mm-hmm. I be really excited, really excited. So I like to blast that LMA for the most part. Um, Mariah the Scientist, she's super fire. Mm-hmm. My baby Koi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? It's a lot, but that for the most part is them. Uh-huh. It's them. And then after that, I turn it up with a little Kodak and Future when it's like 30 minutes, 45 minutes for K- game time. 
Got you. So, got you. Um, that's, I think that's all we got for you today. Thank you so much for joining sure. us, Blake. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a pleasure playing with you, and I look forward to, you know, having you on again in the future. For sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right.